G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Welcome to On The Rock, God's unchanging word for changing times with Dr. Camille Majdali, Director of Teach All Nations, Melbourne, Australia. Dr. Camille lived and studied in the Middle East, served as the principal of a leading Bible college and now travels the world teaching God's word. He has an extraordinary knowledge of the Bible and a dynamic ability to make God's truth come alive in a real, practical way. This episode of On The Rock will give you keys to survive and succeed in the days ahead by hearing and doing the words of Jesus. Our series is entitled, The Son of God, Understanding the Gospel of John, Part 2. Our program today is dealing with Lazarus and his raising by Jesus in John Chapter 11. Remember that all Scripture is inspired. All Scripture is profitable. That's why we're learning God's Word, verse by verse. It will give us a far better life than if it was not present in our daily living. Now, this particular miracle is the last recorded miracle in John's Gospel, apart, of course, from the resurrection of Jesus. And it is a messianic miracle because Jesus is claiming not just to be life, but resurrection unto life. And he will make that statement just down the track. But today we're focusing on Lazarus. In the last program, we learned that Lazarus was sick. But in this one, we learned that Lazarus is dead. And so that's the name of the lesson, Lazarus is Dead, based on John chapter 11, verses 12 to 24. John chapter 11, 12 to 24. Let me read to you a couple of verses out of this segment beginning with verse 14. It says, Then Jesus said unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, to the intent ye may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Then said Thomas, Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. Well, there's a whole lot said just in these few verses. Jesus is speaking about Lazarus, first of all, being asleep. Now he's speaking of Lazarus is dead. Sleep is a metaphor for death, at least for spiritual, or shall we say physical death, not spiritual. Physical death is likened to sleep. After all, when a person is dead, you lie them on their back. They look like they're sleeping, but actually they're dead. What people don't understand, but the Bible teaches that when a person enters into physical death, it is called the intermediate state. It is not the final, it is the intermediate. When you read the story in the Gospel of Luke of the rich man and Lazarus, even there, they're in an intermediate state, not the final. So the intermediate state is for those who are believers, they go to be with the Lord. For those that are not, they go to a special holding place. Then will come the resurrection of the dead, physical resurrection of all dead. And for the righteous, they continue on 
in God's kingdom, and for the unrighteous, they go to the place that we call hell. And so that is pretty much a short snapshot of both the intermediate and the final state. So when people die currently, they go in the intermediate state. That story of the rich man and Lazarus is very, very revealing. So what else do we learn? Jesus said that basically, I delayed going to Bethany. So for your sakes, what is about to happen when we go and meet with Mary and Martha and visit the tomb of Lazarus, when you see the power of God at work, it's going to help you to believe. So let's go to him, meaning to Lazarus, who by this point is dead. Thomas, the same one we call Doubting Thomas, called Didymus, which means he's a twin, whether he has a fraternal twin or whether he has an identical twin or whether he's twinned up with Jesus and looks just like him. He says, let's go and die with him. Why is he saying this? Because Jesus is returning to a region, namely Judea, and to the outskirts of a city, namely Jerusalem, that just very recently tried to stone him. But the Lord is fearless, and the scripture must be fulfilled. Now it's time to read the entire portion of our lesson in John 11, verses 12 to 24. The lesson itself is called Lazarus is Dead, and our reading is from John chapter 11, verses 12 to 24. Let's listen carefully to the word of God. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking of rest in sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, to the intent ye may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. Then, when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about fifteen furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. What a great confession of faith. And our reading is from John chapter 11, verses 12 to 24, and our lesson is called Lazarus is Dead. All right, well, verse 12 of John 11, from sleep to death. We've already begun to learn the story of Jesus and the raising of Lazarus from the dead. Lazarus, brother of Mary and Martha, lived with his sisters in the village of Bethany, which is about three kilometers or two miles from Jerusalem, on the east side, dare I call it the wilderness side, of the Mount of Olives. Though it was in a reasonably quiet place, this village of Bethany, 
its proximity to the holy city made it risky for Jesus to return. After all, on his last visit to Jerusalem, during the Feast of Dedication, which is also known as Hanukkah, he was almost stoned at the Temple Mount. Yet, when he received word that Lazarus was sick, he tarried extra time where he was. Then, after that, Jesus stunned the disciples by announcing that they were returning to Judea, that he must work while it is yet day, and that he was going to wake up sleeping Lazarus. To this statement, the disciples responded that if Lazarus was merely sleeping, he would get well again. That's where this all begins. There's a dialogue still out in the far reaches beyond Jordan, and soon they're going to go with Jesus back to Judea and Jerusalem. So Jesus, of course, offers an explanation. No, Lazarus is not having the rest of sleep. Jesus uses sleep as a metaphor for death. For example, the dead daughter of Jairus was described as being asleep. And when Stephen, the first recorded Christian martyr, was being stoned, according to Acts chapter 7 and verse 60, they said he fell asleep. Jesus' disciples did not understand this, even though he thought they were taking, or they thought Lazarus was taking the rest of sleep. So Jesus has to now speak in the plainest speech he knows, very short, very succinct, Lazarus is dead. Well, how tragic. However, when God is in the picture, it's not the end of the story, but only the beginning. So that is what we should all remember. If God is in the picture, and particularly if God is in the heart of the deceased, it is not the end of the story. In fact, it is only just the beginning. So then Jesus makes the comment in verse 15 of John 11, for your sakes, I was not there. So remarkably, Jesus comments that at least part of the reason he delayed his return to Judea after hearing about the sickness of Lazarus was for the sake of his disciples. Well, what does this mean? He wanted his disciples to believe. It was for their sake. Now, what's going on? Didn't they have ample opportunity to believe? One would have thought that after witnessing six messianic miracles recorded in John, that they should have already believed. The fact that the twelve apostles stayed with Jesus when others had departed from him, like they did at the end of John chapter 6, showed that they believed, did it not? Perhaps seeing someone rise from the dead would cement their ever-growing faith. Then Jesus announces that they are going to him, meaning Lazarus. In other words, let's get up from where we are in this nice, secure, remote place, and let's return to Judea, and let's return to the outskirts of Jerusalem, to this village of Bethany. We're going to return to him for the sake of your faith. Does that tell you how much the Lord values our faith? It is more precious than gold, diamonds, silver, rubies, anything. So then, Thomas, in chapter 11, verse 16 of John, he's one of the twelve. We know him both as Doubting Thomas for his refusal 
to believe in the resurrection of Jesus until the Lord personally appeared to him. And we'll read that in chapter 20 of the same Gospel of John. The second label Thomas is given is Didymus, meaning twin. As I mentioned earlier, was he born a twin? Or did he, as one commentator commented, look like Jesus himself, thus making a return to Judea dangerous for him as well? When he said, let us go that we may die with him, either he was being fatalistic and negative, or he was being noble, as if to say he was willing to die for the Lord. If so, that declaration rung hollow when he fled from the scene of Jesus' arrest at the Garden of Gethsemane. Now in verse 17, it's already been four days. Jesus and his disciples arrived at Bethany when Lazarus was in the grave four days. Remember that both in ancient as well as modern times, especially in the Middle East, when someone dies, they're usually interred, buried, or what have you, on the very day of their death. There's no waiting a few days for people to arrive and big elaborate funerals and what have you. Oh, there may be a big elaborate memorial, but the actual burial is usually on the day of death. So Lazarus has probably been both dead and buried four days. There was some speculation, perhaps even superstition, that composition of the body began after four days or more likely that when the spirit was in the body for about four days and then finally left the site. Actually, the spirit was not in the body, but nearby. Then, of course, after four days, it would go to its appointed place. In any case, waiting four days was a confirmation that Lazarus was well and truly dead. To rise again after that time would be an impressive miracle, because in the natural, after four days, all hope of resuscitation in, was totally gone. Then we have the issue of Bethany was near Jerusalem. As I mentioned earlier, it's only three kilometers away. And then in John eleven nineteen, many of the Jews. Proximity to Jerusalem meant that it was possible for many Jews to come and offer their condolences to the grieving sisters. And that was, well, I guess a very kind and compassionate thing to do. And then in verse 20, it's called meet and greet. When news came that Jesus had arrived to the outskirts of Bethany, the two sisters had very different responses. We hear that Martha got up quickly to meet the Lord while Mary sat still in the house. Then Martha made a stunning declaration in verses 21 and 22. Martha says that Jesus had the power to heal her brother And had he been present a few days earlier, he could have prevented his death. But then she makes this great declaration of faith. Even now, meaning even after four days from my brother's death, with no natural hope of rising, whatever you ask of God, I know will be given to you. That was her faith and confidence expressed in the Lord Jesus. And that's always a wise thing. After all, Martha may have learned a few lessons after her encounter with Jesus in Luke chapter 10. Remember, she was busy in the kitchen. Mary was at the feet of Jesus learning his word. Martha was too busy. Martha was too angry. 
Martha had a bad attitude, probably she had learned. And after all, she was a disciple of Jesus. And how do we know? Because in Luke 10, it says that there was Martha and she had a sister, Mary, who also was a disciple. So the implication is Mary was also a disciple, meaning that Martha was a disciple too. A little indirect, but I believe the meaning is clear. And she's showing the confession of a good disciple right here, right now. Jesus responds to her faith with words of life. In John eleven twenty three, he declares that Lazarus shall rise again. And then Martha gives what I call good theology. In John eleven twenty four, Martha says that she knows Lazarus will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. This could be implying the preferable first resurrection, which is for the righteous in Revelation 20, verse 6. Remember, it talks about the first resurrection and the second resurrection, or which leads to the second death, by the way. And we want to be those in the first resurrection. Or as it says in Hebrews 11, the chapter of faith, that the people of faith refuse deliverance so they may obtain a better resurrection. The first one, the righteous one, that leads us to the presence of God and being with him forever and forever. So our lesson is called, Lazarus is Dead. What is our lesson for life? When all hope is gone, never stop trusting in the Lord. And you will see life from the dead. Your hope will be resurrected as well. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.